Welcome to the Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast, a podcast for school and district leaders who want to wake up and be excited to go to work, ensure that teachers are happy, students are joyful, and parents are engaged and make a positive difference in the lives of those they serve. Your host, Dr. Donna Marie Kozine, will share tips, tricks, and proven strategies to increase joy in your staff, students, and yourself. Welcome to episode three of the Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast. I am Dr. Donna Marie Kozine, and this week we are focusing on building joy through growth. Let's start by me asking you a question. When was the last time you really celebrated your growth and accomplishments? I found that once I became a leader, celebrating my growths and accomplishments really wasn't a thing. If I rewind to the day I got my doctorate, I walked across stage and I said, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And when they hooded me, I couldn't stop myself. I just had such a feeling of pride in what I accomplished. Since then, I've accomplished so many other things, but I've never allowed myself to slow down and really appreciate all that I've accomplished. Because honestly, I've been focusing on getting better and better. And focusing on my own growth has actually brought me quite a bit of joy. Think about the first time you rode a bike without training wheels or without somebody holding the bike. You know, in the last two years, that's been an experience in my family and the joy that my children have experienced and the joy that my husband and I have experienced watching them learn how to ride a bike by themselves has been amazing. But I think that we don't focus on our own growth enough. I think that we tend to focus on helping grow everyone else and people just expect us to just trudge through the day and and do our job. But I'm here to assert that we all need to focus on our own growth. And by doing that, it will build joy. One of the things that we all have to have if we're going to focus on building our growth is a very strong support system. So a few years ago, my school, uh, we, we started, as I, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, we started this school many years ago, about seven years ago. I've been working on it for nine, but we opened our doors seven years ago. And about two years ago, we realized that we needed a better method to focus on student data and pushing the envelope and really growing our students. So my building principal and I, enrolled in this Relay Graduate School of Education program. And it was in, we traveled to Colorado and we traveled to Atlanta, I believe. And we were gone for a number of days. The summer program alone was nine days. I didn't do all of the days for the summer. I did some of the days because I had already had a work conflict. But I was able to do that and learn so much. And so was my colleague. And we were able to really help push the academics at our school, but I was only able to do that because I have a strong support system at home. I have an amazing husband and my parents have moved to the area where we live so they could help with our children. And then of course, other friends and family members who have been able to support me and support my family and help my husband when I'm out of town. But focusing on growth doesn't have to be going somewhere. It could be just doing it right here or right wherever you are, but it's really helpful to have that support system. 
sometimes your support system might be your people at work. You know, you might have really good friends at work and you can say, you know, I'm going to tag out for the day and, and go home and listen to a leadership podcast and take some notes and, you know, could you cover me? Or maybe you're going to go to a one day workshop and you're going to have somebody cover your responsibilities. Everybody wants you to be the best you you can be. So you really should focus on that because that my friend will definitely bring you joy. Now, as you know, there are also obstacles for leaders when we are focusing on our joy. And the first one is really comes from within. If you are a fixed mindset type of person, then it will be hard for you to focus on growth and really get joy from that. Fixed mindset people think, well, you know, I'm not, I'll give you an example. When I used to do CrossFit, I would say, I can't do pull-ups. And he would say, yet. And I'd say, oh, I can't do double unders. And he would say, yet. So having a fixed mindset is when you focus on what you can't do. Having a growth mindset is on what you will eventually be able to do. So I ask you, when you think about areas of that you want to focus on and grow on, are you thinking of it in a fixed mindset way or a growth mindset way? The growth mindset way is the way to go. Because we all have areas that we can improve upon. And if we don't identify those areas and say, hey, you know, I'm not there yet, but I can be, if we stick with a fixed mindset, then growth won't happen and therefore joy won't happen. So definitely be a growth mindset person because a fixed mindset person is going to be an obstacle to your own joy. The second one is imposter syndrome. So anybody who has moved from one position to another, you've experienced imposter syndrome. It's that voice in your head that says, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not meant to be here. Maybe they didn't hire the right person. Maybe I'm not smart enough. And all that is, is self-doubt. And that's your body's or your brain's way of trying to protect you (laughs) by giving you an out, by saying, yeah, you know what? You're not good enough. So don't try any harder. Imposter syndrome is a saboteur and it should be squashed as soon as you feel it or as soon as you have that voice in your head because all it is is self-doubt. And I will say to you that if you didn't belong in the position, they would not have hired you for the position because you're not the only one they interviewed and you're not the only one whose resume piqued interest in them. And if they've chosen you for that position, then the position is yours. The only person who is thinking that you're an imposter is you. So always think about what you bring to every situation and know that you're there because you earned your way there and you deserve to be there. Imposter syndrome can really, as I said, be a saboteur. Finally, the last thing that can really block your joy are haters, right? There are going to be people in your career and in your life who just whatever you do, they are going to talk negatively about you. They're going to say you didn't deserve it, or you're terrible, or I can't believe that person is in that position. And in the beginning of your leadership career, you're going to hear those things and they're going to feel like hot pokers through your heart. But really it says more about them than it says about you. 
when I coach people, I talk about validating relationships. And that's one of the steps in my driver's method. And what I say is focus on the validating relationships, the relationships that help you become a better you and not the relationships that really suck the life out of you. And I'm here to tell you, I've had some of those interactions with people that have been so negative that I really had to just shift my paradigm and say, you know what, that's their issue. I'm not going to be able to change their mind about what they think about me or about what I did. And I just have to be the very best me that I can be. And I say that if you can look yourself in the mirror in the morning and say that every decision you made was based on what's good for children and what's best for your organization, then you're doing all right. You are making positive changes and you're doing good things. I can remember when I was a principal for the first time, there was a boy in my school whose parents were divorced and the mother, I swear, I could do nothing to please this mother. And I remember one day we had field day and she was a teacher in another community and she took a half day off to come over and I give her a lot of credit. She always was at all of the events for her son, which I know is not easy when you're a working mother. At the time, I don't think I, I recognized that because I was young and I didn't have children of my own, but now as a working mother, I totally get it. And I just, you know, there was, um, possibility of showers later in the day, but everything looked good. So we were going to continue with field day and she had called like three times and my secretary kept saying, no, field day's on, field day's on. And she arrived. And right when she arrived, the skies just opened and it was pouring and all of these things. And she said, she was very angry with me. And she said to me, and you, I called you and I told you that the forecast said, and I took a half day of work to be here and now there's no field day. And it was like after, gosh, years of her just beating me down. And I said to her, Mrs. So-and-so, it's clear that anything I do doesn't please you. I'm very sorry, but I can't control the weather. Up to this point, you know, we were going to go ahead with field day because the weather was good. And I I apologize you took a half a day, but we are going to reschedule. And I just decided at that point, I just can't let that person continue to just suck the life out of me. And I just changed my, the way that I was going to deal with her and address her. I still approached her when I needed to. Um, I still listened to her concerns, but it was in a very different way than in the beginning. At the beginning, I was very open with her all the time, open door. Sometimes she would be in my office after school hours for hours, talking to me about her problems and her issues. And I decided I was going to put up some more boundaries and boundaries are necessary for you to have joy in your life and to grow, to make sure that you have boundaries around your time, around your relationships, around what's important to you. Putting boundaries on yourself as well as putting boundaries on others will help you focus on your own growth, which will help you focus on joy. And finally, one thing that I find to help me in my goal in my life of building joy through growth is setting goals for myself. I don't know about you, but I'm a list checker. I really like checking things off my list and setting goals for myself because I feel like I've accomplished something. So when I'm thinking about an area that I want to grow in, I'll I'll make a list. You know, what will this look like when I am successful at the end? What will I feel like? What will I have accomplished? What will it look like? And then as those things happen, I just give myself a little check, 
to validate that I'm doing the good work. And for me, that's joyful. I find that in education, in our industry, we spend so much time focusing on growing the people beneath us and not focusing on growing ourselves. And really, that's what we need to be focusing on. Because first of all, we're leading by example. We're showing our community that, you know what? Yeah, I've been an educator for how many years? I have advanced degrees, but I still need to go to this graduate school program on supervising principles for academic excellence, because we all have something to learn. The day that we think there's nothing left for us to learn really is the day that we need to you know, hang up our whatever, our keys and our lanyards and say, you know what, I need to move on to something else. So focus on your growth, figure out what that growth may be. It could be something that you could accomplish quickly. It could be something that could take you years to accomplish. I don't know. Only you know what you want to grow with and and grow in and in what area. Maybe it's interpersonal relationships. Maybe it's being organized. Maybe it's learning how to write and manage grants. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, you should focus on it. You should say to the people in your organization, hey, I know I have money for professional development and this year I want to use it on X or Y or Z. So focus on your growth. When you focus on your growth and you achieve your goals, you will be joyful. So your homework for this week is to think about a goal that you have. What's one goal that you feel if you can accomplish that goal, you would have more joy in your life. And I'm going to challenge you not only to think of that goal, but I want you to email it to me. My email address is dmc at consultdmc.com. Email me your goal, and I promise to respond and give you some tips, tricks, and research-based practices to make it happen. Have a joyful day. I can't wait to see you next week for episode four, Making Joyful Decisions. This is Dr. Donna Marie Kozine. In love, friendship, and leadership, I will see you virtually, I guess. I will hear you. Uh, I will connect with you next time. This has been another edition of the Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes and share it with friends and colleagues. If you'd like to join our mailing list, please go to www.joyfuleducationalleadership.com where you can learn more about how you can become the joyful leader you were meant to be.